The Peter Principle states that people in a hierarchy tend to rise to their level of incompetence. What makes a good leader? What do people expect from their leaders? And what qualities does a security leader need to have? Stay tuned. Welcome to the Security Leadership Podcast. My name is Jaron Levy. My day job is a CISO, and I'm a member of the security community for more than 10 years. With me here is my co-host Jeff Snyder, who is an executive coach and a security recruiter since 1997. Welcome, Jeff. Good morning. Jeff, throughout our careers, we all had leaders that we considered to be great leaders. And we had leaders that we struggled to understand how the hell they got to where they are. Are leaders born or are they made? Yes. Some people, and once again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make reference to Clifton Strengths. Clifton Strengths serve as a roadmap, a unique roadmap to each person's DNA. You couldn't change how you're wired if you tried. Some people are wired to learn how to lead. And some people are wired to not learn how to lead. The problem is some people end up in leadership who shouldn't be. And some people should be in leadership, but no one has recognized that they should, including themselves. Point well made. Uh, We're going to dive into that a little bit later. And to discuss this topic, we have a special guest with us today. I have known her for a very long time and had the pleasure of working with her for over six years. She was named as one of SC Media Magazine's Women to Watch in Cybersecurity and was recognized as one of the top 100 fascinating females fighting cybercrime. She is the founding president of Women in Security Kansas City. And she's also the chief security officer for Media Analytics, where she oversees global enterprise security, including physical and cyber. It is Cindy Carter. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you for those kind words, your own. And I'm honored to contribute to today's conversation. Glad to have you here. Thank you. If, if someone would have told me 10 years ago that I would be in the role that I am today, I never would have believed them. Being a CISO is a fascinating and an important role. And I consider my attraction to cybersecurity a natural one, though. Uh, As a pre-med student, I turned toward IT and business, although my purpose was always focused on taking care of people, making their lives better, protecting. And that translates into the career that I've had in healthcare IT. That's great. We are going to dive deeper into that as well. Excellent. There are times when we look at someone and say, wow, this is a natural leader. How are natural leaders wired? Cindy, I will start with you on this one. Sure. Yaron, I I believe that there there are a lot of traits that contribute to being a leader, um, such as intelligence. And I'm not talking book smarts necessarily. There's confidence, determination, integrity, sociability. Um, But but I don't believe that these traits are ones that people are necessarily naturally born with. 
I, I believe that they're developed over time throughout, you know, childhood, teenage years, adulthood, and, and they're largely influenced by the interactions that we all have in our lives, good and bad. Um, and, and so to answer the question, how are natural leaders wired? I've always found that leaders that, that I respect, leaders in my life have always empowered people and inspired them to action. And, and those characteristics that I mentioned earlier contribute to that. Absolutely. I mean, we all have seen those leaders. It's about how they probably made us feel throughout our career and throughout our lives. Yes. And um, I think that's where we've drawn into leaders like that. Jeff, what's, what's your take on it? Is there, is there a Clifton Strength recipe for leaders? Absolutely, there is. So what I said previously, uh, I'll come back to. Some people are born with natural giftedness that can be absolutely turned into leadership. Just because they have it doesn't mean they're necessarily good at it. And they're certainly not going to be great or excellent at it unless they put some energy into developing those traits that they're sitting on and turning them into full-blown, unstoppable strengths. But you can't develop what you don't have. So some people have more of those kinds of traits than others. So in other words, what I'm hearing you saying is that you may be born with the raw talent or with the raw material to make you a leader, but actually to truly bring that out in an effective way, like a diamond, you have to polish it. That is exactly what I'm saying. So can you give us an example, uh, maybe to a couple of traits that are one can be born with, maybe raw, and when they're raw, may not manifest themselves as leadership, but what do they look like when they're polished? Sure. I'm going to go to the two bottom traits out of 34 traits that show up in a Clifton Strengths assessment. And this is out of 23 million people. The two traits that show up the least often are two of the most powerful leadership traits that a human being can possess. Uh, the bottom trait is called self-assurance. It means courage followed by self-confidence. So the example would be the courage to take a stand and make a very unpopular decision that must be made. Many people in leadership don't have the courage to make that decision, but the one who has high self-assurance they have an internal compass that tells them this is the right thing to do, and they have the courage to take action on that. Uh, the second trait moving up, and it's, it's almost no less popular, is called command. Uh, people with command have presence. They take charge. Uh, they do not ride in the driver's seat. They must be in charge of what they're doing. And when I occasionally, in fact, I did the other day, I ran into somebody who has high command. He had no idea. He didn't know how it operated. He didn't know how to bring out the best of his command. Well, that's exactly why we're working together. 
by the time we we have several phone calls, he will understand his command. He'll have command over his command. He'll be able to intentionally turn it on and intentionally turn it down. It's so powerful that if a person doesn't understand what they're sitting on, it tends to come out frequently in some very raw and ugly ways. So I want to capitalize on what you said. And there is a famous quote by Howard Hendricks that a good leader has a compass in their head and a magnet in their heart. And the famous Jack Welch said, before you're a leader, success is all about growing yourself. When you become a leader, success is all about growing others. Cindy, what leadership qualities did you observe throughout your career and why did they matter to you? I really like that Jack Welch quote that you shared, your own. And and throughout my career, I've I've been fortunate to have been influenced by some of whom I would consider to be great leaders, including my parents and siblings. Uh, a few of the qualities that they all had in common were integrity um, and the ability to create a shared vision that the team or the family, uh, in some cases, could aspire to. And and listening. We talked about how leaders make you feel, and I think that listening is one of those those traits that that really do make people feel drawn towards you as a leader, um, especially in 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 today's hyper distracted world. Being present, you know, you you see things all the time now that talk about being more present, um, and and listening, and you know, providing relevant and immediate feedback is 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 crucial to helping somebody develop as a leader. Jeff, what's your take? What do people expect from their leaders? I, I love it when you come up with things that I've done research on because I don't mind giving my opinion, but who wants to hear my opinion every time we do one of these podcasts? Probably nobody. Several years ago, I went out to the people who report to both of you guys. And I asked those people, and I don't remember the exact question, but I asked them some variation of what would a leader have to be like? What kinds of characteristics, uh, traits, etc., would a leader have to put on the table in order for you to consider following that leader? Well, I have a very long list. It's in a spreadsheet. It's about 50 different terms that people came up with and brought back. It's, it was, it's the best kind of material. It's raw. It came right out of people's minds, and they didn't hold back. The three traits that came up far and away above everything else in this order were honesty, integrity, and trust. I don't think you can have one without the other. So essentially, when I looked at that data, I looked at what people were bringing back, uh, I saw a level of almost starvation. People are starving for leadership that operates with honesty, integrity, and trust from their point of view. The leader might think they're operating that way, But it doesn't matter what the leader thinks. Ask the people who are reporting to the leader. That's where my data came from. 
Why these three? I mean, I know it's sometimes as leaders, um, like you said, we, we think we operate with honesty, but there's always those times where, well, I can't say that to the team. I'm not allowed to share that with the team. Are we, or if I'm going to say that to the team, I may create, you know, uh, an uproar or I'm going to upset them or I'm going to demotivate them or, you know, whatever the case may be. Do you think that in these cases, are we better off being completely open and honest with them and share with them or holding back? Um, I'm going to throw that one back to you only to try to make a point. How often have you worked for a leader who dealt with you transparently and with complete authenticity? There was no hocus pocus. There was no um, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. You got the same human being day after day after day. Do you prefer that? Or do you prefer the person who comes in multiple colors on different days? And you have to figure out, well, which, which person just showed up today? For sure, absolutely. I mean, the, the first one. And um, one of the greatest leaders I, I've worked for um, demonstrated exactly that. I appreciate you, Jeff, I mean, saying that. So give me the other way. Well, what does bad leadership look like? Bad leadership frequently starts with a lack of accurate self-awareness. So there's lots of people out there in leadership roles who are trying to play the part of someone that they're not. So they haven't first gotten honest with themselves and nobody's been honest with them. So there is a way to figure out exactly who you are and exactly who you're not. And this is exactly what I mean by going through that kind of effort. Cindy, I, I want to ask you, did you observe these bad leadership behaviors throughout your life or career? And if yes, can you share, not, not the person name, of course, but can you share the experiences? Absolutely. And um, I, I am actually grateful that I have this negative experience because it actually showed me what I don't want to aspire to be as a leader. Um, I uh, Earlier in my career, I um, working in IT, I had a leader um, who at any time that there was a problem with a go live or some type of a support issue, would just shame the entire team publicly to anyone who would listen. Never took any form of accountability. Um, didn't didn't have our back, I guess. And and that's one of the things I think that um, as a leader, you know what? We're we're all going to make mistakes. Even leaders make mistakes. Believe it or not, we're all human. And having that level of not only vulnerability to be able to admit when you've made a mistake, but also be able to, for lack of a better term, you know, protect your team because the, the, the folks that are on your team that are, that are working hard for you, um, especially in, in cybersecurity, this, this, this role is not for the faint of heart for anyone, no matter what role you're in. The, the last thing somebody needs is, is to be publicly shamed. I, I truly believe in uh, in in the human beings that that 
we don't want to do a bad job. We don't, we don't want to let down our teammates and we certainly don't want to let down our leaders. And, and when this particular leader that I had just made the team feel awful about themselves, not only uh, amongst the group, but, but publicly uh, within the, within the company, that to me was just the absolute wrong thing to do. And I lost a lot of respect for that leader. Which I think it goes back to what both of you said earlier about the honesty, integrity, and trust. And obviously a leader who behaves like that will not gain the trust of his team. So at the end of the day, it's going back to what we said, it's it's how about these leaders make us feel. There seems to be a debate or a confusion whether security is a form of technology risk or a form of a business risk. In this digital age, technology and business are tangled and can no longer be separated. What qualities does a cybersecurity leaders need to have? Cindy, I will start with you on this one. Sure. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know if it's an or. Uh, I, I think that technology risk and business risk um, exist. And, and to your point that you just made, you know, they're, they're somewhat tangled together now. You know, I, I don't know any business out there that doesn't rely on some form of technology to enable their business to grow, to reach across um, a city, a state, a country, uh, to do business um, and and whatnot, and you know that the, the cybersecurity world, if you will, it, it's still pretty young. When you stop to think about it, you know it's we've only been really in the the, the cybersecurity space for what the last maybe twenty five years or so, which is which is still a, a pretty young industry, if you will. And and what I mean by that is, in, in as fast as technology is developing we're always keep trying to keep up with cybersecurity. And when I stop to think about the the qualities as a cybersecurity leader, certainly, you know, what, what Jeff echoed earlier, um, honesty, integrity, and trust. I, I think that regardless of whether you're a cybersecurity leader or a, a, a different leader within your organization, a CFO, a COO, I, I think that that all holds true. And I will say that uh, in the cybersecurity space, especially um, because the CISO is is supposed to have all of the answers to all of the cybersecurity problems that may exist in the organization, or at least that might be the perception that's out there. And I think that there's a, a certain amount of humility that needs to happen there. I, I've known some pretty arrogant um, leaders in my life as well that really don't have a lot of uh, credibility to, to stand on. And I, I will say that that, that can definitely uh, chip away at um, the level of trust that I would have with them as a leader. And, and when I think about the different facets of the organization that a cybersecurity leader is faced with, it, it's a hard conversation to have to try to quantify and qualify the, the technology and the business risk in, in cyber terms that are understandable. You know, Jeff, when, when you think about it, and the security space have a very strong technological side to it, 
but at the same time have also, you know, the business aspect and the human aspect. And this intersection of all these three, I, I think this is where leaders sometimes struggle because they may be a person who grew up through the technology ranks. They may have been a good engineer, you know, a good administrator, a good pen tester, and they promo- got promoted and advanced over time. I don't see a lot of HR people um, who gravitated towards cybersecurity or ended up in cybersecurity. But we do see people who came more from the business rank or maybe more from audit or from other places that may not have uh, a strong technological background. So it seems like this position, a cybersecurity leader position, may be a little bit more unique. Do, do you agree with that or not? I do agree. And a couple of things that Cindy said are spot on. Um, this may shock a lot of people, and you may not like me after I say it, but this whole cybersecurity thing, it's still a skill set. It hasn't fully evolved into a profession yet. I agree. It's only been around for a quarter century. And if you think about how long a CFO or a COO or a president of a company has been around, it's at least twice as long, if not more than that. So this is, this is a thing. Uh, it's, a, it's a bunch of different skills. The skills change by the year. And there are people who haven't mastered some of the basic skills who are adding on the advanced skills. So some of the basic skills are not, uh, they're not technology at all. They're completely art. They're art because they're, they're unique. They're very, very difficult to measure. They come out of mostly the emotional side of the brain as opposed to the left side of the brain where all of your analytical, logical, linear ideas are coming from. So when I work with people, it's a matter of helping them to get to know the other side of their brain, quite frankly. And most technology people have not done that. And they haven't been encouraged to do that They haven't been given opportunities to do that. You have to step up and do it yourself. Cindy, you want to say something? Oh, yes. I was just uh, tagging off of the art and science part. Um, I I will say I I worked at a company once that that recognized that there were some very strong, um, I'll call them technological leaders in the organization, but they, they weren't going to make good human leaders in, 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 in a way, use air quotes around that. Um, and they created a career path for these folks to become what they referred to as knowledge experts so that they had the respect of their, of their um, peers and of leadership in the sense that they were in this, this sort of knowledge expert domain. But they did not have any direct reports because they were self-aware enough to know that, you know what, I'm going to be a terrible, a terrible leader to, to, to lead people or a terrible manager of, of things. And that's not what I want to do. So to your point, Jeff, you know, there, it's definitely um, a, 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 lear- you know, a lot that you learn about yourself and things that may need to be developed or fine-tuned um, if, if, you, if you have that underlying capability but, but some folks right off the bat say, no, I know that this is not in my wheelhouse, 
but yet this this company offered them the career path for being able to have that without um you know messing them up as leaders i guess if you will and and i thought that was brilliant um because it it just gave the the organization um and it gave the folks that were in the roles, whether it was cybersecurity or IT or whatnot, it, it gave them the ability to have a career path because not everybody is comfortable in those leadership shoes. They don't know what to do. Yep, that's an excellent point. And, and it's great to see that there are some companies that figure out some ways to allow people to advance and uh, continue down their career path without necessarily making everybody around them miserable. That brings us to uh, this end of this show. That was a fantastic conversation. Um, Cindy, I want to thank you for joining us this morning. Great to have you uh, on the podcast with us. Really, really appreciate your, your thoughts and comments and sharing your, your experience with us. Any last comments, any closing thoughts from you? Well, thank you for thank you both for having me. It's, it's my pleasure. I hope to join uh, more future podcasts with you as well. Um, and I will say to anybody out there in the in the cybersecurity realm, um, no matter what your role is, no matter where you are in your in your career, um, you know, I appreciate every single person out there who's fighting the good fight along with the rest of us. And um, together we are better, and together we are stronger. Absolutely, well said, Jeff. Always a pleasure. Uh, any last comments from you? Yes. Cindy, you must be a maximizer. Am I right? If you're referring to my Clifton Strengths Finder, yes, maximizer is my number one. Yeah. So you're welcome back anytime you want to come back because your ideas are brilliant. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Great. Um, thank you. Thank you both. I also want to thank our audience and everyone who was sharing their feedback and thought with us. Uh, please continue to do so. You can contact us via LinkedIn through our profile pages or through the uh, Cybersecurity Leadership page. Also, uh, we will greatly appreciate if you can post feedback and rate our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, or Spotify. Thank you for your support, and uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>